1: Hello, and thanks for tuning in. I am That Nerd Dad, and this is That Nerd Dad Podcast, where I talk parenting, pop culture, and politics. Uh, Welcome. Welcome to a show. We're not doing a Just Joe show today. I actually have a guest, and it's a a fan favorite. I'm going to call him a fan favorite. His name is Sham, but you probably know him as At Home with Peanut. And even then, you might not recognize that, but you definitely recognize some of his tweets. He's always featured on those uh, funny parenting things always always featured on them so sham's my guest he's a good friend of mine at this point um and we actually chalk all three we talk parenting we talk pop culture and we talk politics it is a hell of a conversation that i'm glad i'm able to bring to you uh, my first interview, since my life got kind of turned upside down, I hate to get all Will Smith on you, but um, since my life got kind of turned upside down in whatever it was, October, uh, I was first guest in a couple of months, and I have guests lined up for the next three weeks, at least, so we should be not just Just Joe shows for a little while now, so welcome aboard. Uh, if you're a regular watcher around here, you might notice things look a little different things are looking a little different. Hmm, what are they? Well, I've got a bit of a new uh, uh, background. I've fiddled with some things to make it a little bit cleaner and a little bit more uh, that nerd dad centric. So, I appreciate you tuning in today. So, with that, uh, let's throw to the interview. Let's throw to Sham.
2: Are you listening? Damn.
1: Right, everyone has promised no more solo joe shows i've got a guest this week and it's a it's a fan favorite in my opinion and if it's not a fan favorite i don't care he's one of my favorite people uh i've got sham aka at home with peanut you've definitely seen his tweets uh they go viral pretty regularly sham how the hell are you buddy not
2: too bad man how about yourself
1: good uh i was saying right before we got on it looks like we're in the same house uh now this is fake paneling is yours fake or is yours real
2: no, it's real, yeah. It's it's real wood and it's, it's a real problem during termite season, so
1: <laughs> what when when is termite season? You're in Florida, when is termite season?
2: Uh oh, mostly during the spring and summer. That's when you see them a lot. Yeah. Wintertime they tend not to be so bad, but it can they can still come out.
1: Do they actually like gnaw away at the wood for you? Like is something you have to deal with?
2: Yeah, we actually have two kinds of protection in our house. We have because there's there's two types of termites. I didn't know that until we bought the house. There's the subterranean ones, and then there's the drywood ones. <laughs> I'm just like, this is they attack at all fronts, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I guess the subterranean ones. ones. Go ahead. No, I guess the subterranean ones come up from the ground. The uh, drywood ones will they, I guess, come from anywhere—trees, hedges. I, yeah, it's it's crazy. Just another thing to deal with in Florida. <laughs> uh, but you don't have the cold. You no, do not no. have.
1: You do not deal with what we deal with. Um, but speaking of things you have to deal with in Florida, and this is one of the reasons why I reached out to you because uh, midterms just came and went, and uh, DeSantis like just dominated florida and you and i every time we talk uh there's always a political element i know you're very kind of outspoken activist for uh people of color and and making sure that the voices are heard and something you're very passionate about desantis doesn't strike me as a people of color supporter so how's that going down there
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy because um a majority of south florida went red this past this midterm election um so it's kind of it's not surprising but it's scary it just it just puts everything in perspective that if florida is officially a red state and i think it has been for a while uh there was always hope it could still remain a swing state but uh we've had a republican governor now for decades um so it's it's very much red can i uh, I'm with you. I think. I think as a as
1: a Canadian as an outsider, I think of Florida. I obviously think of Disneyland. I think of all the kind of touristy destinations, and to me, that feels blue. It's a mm-hmm. touristy area. Um, whenever, like, what is it about that population, or what is it about the population that you think is causing it to go so far red?
2: I think, especially for. During this election, a lot of people from up north, a lot of uh, conservatives moved down to Florida. I think because of a lot of the COVID restrictions the last few years, DeSantis kind of gave them that, that escape in a sense. They can come down here and not deal with it as much from up north. So I think it's kind of swung the population, especially in South Florida, um, to more red.
1: Interesting. So there's not as many kind of minorities as it appears. It looks like it's like this old white money that keeps voting and coming out in mass numbers.
2: Yeah, it seems like that, especially in the county that I live in. in the county, side. I think I think Broward County, it's still, if I'm not mistaken, state blue. But well, like Miami Dade, Palm Beach, those all swung red this past election. And it's not so surprising, I think, with Miami Dade because of, um, for some reason, the Latino vote will turn out for Republican uh, most of the time. And this time, they actually they really showed up and voted Republican, not just for DeSantis, but also for um, Rubio as well.
1: Yeah. To me, Rubio and DeSantis are like they, they kind of get lumped into that like like um like Huckabee and and Ted Cruz. They're almost like caricatures in my head. Like they're they're fictional, they're not real people who are making real impact, but you you live with it. They're very real to you. Um yeah. when we've talked in the past, you've mentioned that uh you're in Trump country. You remember I remember you saying, you know, I can see Trump flags from my house or just down the street. Um yeah. Is that still the case, or has people started to swing to DeSantis? Are the Trump flags coming down, or are they still flying
2: high? I haven't seen, especially for this during the midterm, I didn't see many uh, Trump flags, If I don't think any at all in the neighborhood, but I did see DeSantis um, signs in the yards and stuff like that. Yeah, it was funny because I took my kids trick-or-treating around the neighborhood for the first time in a couple years. Um, yeah, we did that too. And, and I didn't really notice um, any signs the, at nighttime. But then the next day, all of a sudden, driving past these houses, I'm like, oh, DeSantis sign, DeSantis sign, Santa." I'm like, man, I just got candy from all these people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I hadn't. <laughs> here's
1: your candy and your Bible verse. <laughs> it's, it's one in one. <laughs> Would you have avoided those houses? Um, I
2: Because honestly, it was for my honestly. kids. Uh, for me personally, I... Me, personally, I think I would have, but for my kids, I don't think they would understand that concept. Um, so I think just for them, because we were taking them around trick-or-treating, I, I was under the impression, I was under the hope that, you know, nothing bad would occur at those houses. But still, you now you know that these these people that are, you know, your neighbors, you know where they stand. So, uh, you know, to avoid them in the future. <laughs> it's, but
1: It's crazy that it's come to that, where we, we used to be a, you know conservative or Republican meant, you know, kind of like maybe fiscally, maybe a little morally, um, mm-hmm. but now it's the, the representation of a conservative or a Republican feels so extreme. Uh, right. And don't get me wrong, if, there, if a Republican or conservative listen to this, they're saying, well, every every lefty is, you know, woke, transgender individual, right? And the, the truth is, they're somewhere in the middle for most of us but because the people who speak out on the right are so far right they are the most popular because what they say grabs the most attention yeah i don't want my family associating with those people
2: either <laughs> yeah like, and it's like it's like you know as the as the parent as the as the person trying to keep your family safe it's it's kind of like a fine line because what at what point do you explain it to your kids you know because they're not going to understand it fully that what that sign means what that sign means, that person's viewpoints on society or them might might mean. Um, so it's kind of a fine line, you know. With with Halloween, you figure it's safe, even though in the back of your mind, like, oh fuck, I have to go to this house, <laughs> you know? Because my kids see the decorations outside; they don't see the sign that's two feet away saying, you know, I'm basically, I'm a bigot or a racist. <laughs> so it's, it's 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 weird times, man. It really is. I guess on Halloween, the burning
1: cross is decoration. It's yes. decorative. It's festive. Exactly. <laughs> uh, with with Trump making his formal announcement that uh, I'm going to run for president. He's the first one to actually say it. DeSantis hasn't said it. There's a lot. There's a number of people who are kind of fishing around it. Uh, you know, Pence is starting to make his rounds. Seems like he might make a run. DeSantis has assumed that he's going to run with all of his momentum. Um how do you see that playing out for for your state? Or do you think Trump has a chance? Do you think DeSantis has a chance? What do you think? Give me your, your read the read the crystal ball.
2: Honestly, I think uh I think DeSantis probably will run. I think the midterm victory for him, how large the margin was, kind of cements it. And honestly, he's been our problem for so long down here. I hope he does run and wins. He can be the rest of America's problem for all I care now. <laughs> like honestly, get out of our state, man. Um no, but seriously, like, I think is there someone worse waiting in the wings? I don't, I don't think so. Not that, not that I've, uh, read about at least, I mean, because no,
1: this someone, probably not someone with the, uh, the, the momentum and juice to want to get to a presidency. There's right, someone going to yeah. have to earn their reputation. All right.
2: Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure there's other people a lot worse, but yeah, exactly. They don't have the, the name recognition yet. Um, But yeah, I I think he will run, and honestly, I think the Republicans are looking for somebody who's like a Trump-like, the same policies, the same ideals, but just not as in-your-face and not as um, aggressive, in a sense. I mean, Trump is just outwardly aggressive, and he's shock and awe. You know, DeSantis is more packaged. He he will become aggressive if he's challenged. You know, we've seen him go off on people, but he he presents a, a calmer front, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it, does. it actually it terrifies me as a as an outsider. Right, uh, when, it's I, when I yeah. when I when I see the Desantis package, and I just I love this photo. It's it's so awkward. Um, yeah. It uh, when I see this picture of them, uh, it I worries me because a lot of what you said is true. It's Desantis. I ha- I think he has a lot of the core beliefs, mm-hmm. but he censors himself enough, yeah, to not say all the crazy at once. Um, or it's it's positioned in a different manner, and it's um, Trump light is a good way of putting it, but it's it's terrifying because I think if if Trump goes up against uh, Biden, I think Biden wins. I think yeah. if Desantis goes against Biden, I think Desantis wins, and that's yeah, that's, that's what worries me.
2: That is scary. Yeah, it it really is because. I think he has enough, uh, and he's, and it seems like the last few years he's been building his base, at, not only in Florida, but across the country. I mean, I've seen him go to different states and talk, and I'm just like, what is he doing? And this was before they had talked about him running for um, the Republican ticket. And now we see this is my this might be, be what he's been building towards. Those donation dollars are
1: starting to go from Trump to him. Um yeah and i'd like to think that pence has a chance but honestly i don't know anything about pence he was the vice president for 4 years i'm not sure where he stands on one issue yeah yeah, just, yeah plain vanilla i i know nothing about him
2: yeah and it just it's because trump is such a large personality and such a large you know character that you know
1: well he picked a perfect second fiddle right he picked a guy yeah. who blends in with the wallpaper it's <laughs> you know, I, I don't know the amount and i you know, I don't know what Kamala Harris is up to. I got a feeling she's not doing great because they don't put her on the front stage anymore. I got a feeling I know. <laughs> whatever she's doing isn't, um, isn't winning over the hearts and minds of people. Otherwise I think she'd be a little more front and center.
2: Yeah. The hope is that eventually she can, I mean, for me at least that, she can, you know, run herself and, you know, take the presidency at some point, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's the country's such a weird place right now. Um,
1: Do you think they're ready for a black woman?
2: The way this, this country is right now, no, I don't think so. Because, I mean, a black man was hard enough, but women, in terms of the, the hierarchy of this country, are always going to be at the bottom, and a colored woman, a woman of color, is going to be even lower. So I, I don't think so. And it's a damn shame, because I think she could do a real good job if given the chance, but I don't think, I think this country right I,
1: I think with her... Her her legal experience and her legal background it, it speaks for itself. It's extensive. Um, yeah. She's educated enough. She's well spoken enough. She's um, she knows how to navigate the legal system. But I'm with you. I, I sadly think they're not ready. I think um, with Obama we caught lightning in a bottle.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it.
1: You know, um, he was in a lot of ways, and I'm just gonna talk very frankly here, um kind of the perfect candidate to, to break through. Um he super well spoken, uh mm-hmm. charismatic, charming, funny, um, but also kind of soft facial features. And you know, he, he was appealing to your grant to my white grandmother. He was he had that a, a charm, and I think that helped him kind of slide through so i i totally agree with you i think uh it might be a hill too far unless unless something happens where biden kicks right. the bucket right and she's forced into it and she does an amazing job that's yeah. different she might be able to win over hearts and minds in that situation but as it currently stands i'm with you i, I don't i don't see it
2: happening right exactly i wanted to get a chance but yeah, it's tough in this culture we have now sad isn't it yeah, it like, we
1: can, like we can just go, well, she's a, a woman of color, so she won't be president for a while.
2: Exactly. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's
1: it's crazy nice. that's all. Um speaking of crazy, I'm, I'm gonna pivot on that one. Uh Elon Musk bought Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now I've talked about this the last couple of weeks because I, I can't I can't not. Um it's it's headline news, it's it's everything. Um and a lot of my relationships have been built um, through Twitter. That's how I got to know you. It's how you and I connected and became friends and, um, and keep tabs on each other. But I- I'm curious about you because you, your your 15 minutes of fame, your notoriety, you're, you're getting picked up by Huffington Post and BuzzFeed and the, the T- uh, Today Parent and things like that. That's all through Twitter. Has this impacted you? Have you have you changed your engagement level with Twitter since Elon went fucking crazy?
2: Yeah, honestly, I have. And it's it even before he took over, I've been kind of you know just you know real life, you know the kids and stuff like that, just kind of has stopped me from tweeting as much and engaging as much. Um, but yeah, once he took over, it, it kind of I did take a a hit personally in terms of my engagement and tweeting because it's just kind of like I, I wanted to avoid it. Um, with all the changes he was making and everything and all the doom and gloom everybody was saying <laughs> on Twitter. I think last week it was trending like Twitter is ending and this is the end. And it's just, it's sad, man. It's really weird. Yeah, it's it's sad. I don't, I don't think it's the end just yet, but it just, it feels like it's getting towards that point. I think it's closer to the end than it is to the middle or the beginning, if I'm, in my opinion. Um, I still think we have some time with it. But yeah, it, it is sad because this is my place where I've, for five years now um, written about the cute stuff my kids say or the stupid and ridiculous stuff they do. And, and it's just, it, it's been my space, you know, to vent, to connect with uh, other people like yourself and some other people on parenting Twitter. And, you know, to, you know, share stories. And it, it's just, it's just been a place, like you said, to connect. And it's kind of sad that it's, it's changing for me.
1: I, I had to step back because... For a little while there um it became too um elon centric everything was about elon it was just all about elon um and i i couldn't stand it um i couldn't stand kind of everything revolving around him and then i realized i kind of come to this conclusion that's exactly why he bought twitter um you know i heard this opinion um uh very recently elon doesn't give a fuck about anything other than elon musk um, he said he was gonna take us to Mars. Eh, he's kind of pulled back on that. He said he was gonna get electric cars and everything because he wants to change the world. Eh, he's kind of pulled back on that because he's got the money. If he really wanted to invest and create the world's greatest electric vehicle, he could. He doesn't really want to change the world. Buying Twitter has made everything about him. He wants to be the product. He's not right. interested in selling products, he wants to be the product. Um which is why I believe Twitter's not actually going anywhere. Where I think it's dangerous is Elon's ability to manipulate the stock market mm. through the use of control of the algorithm and his power to highlight or silence certain voices. Yeah. That, I think, is when it gets dangerous and scary as hell um, with his ability To manipulate the market. He's playing the lawn game in my opinion. Now he's got everyone. like I can't go a day without learning. Elon's done something on Twitter. Whether it be reinstating Trump. Or him saying. um, Free speech matters. But like. You don't have to amplify everyone's voices. And it's like oh. So you are going to show favoritism to people. So that's what worries me. But I don't think it's actually going anywhere. I just think it's going to be harder for. The likes of two guys like me and you to actually connect cuz i don't think our voices are going to get amplified.
2: Right, Unless and
1: that's pay $8 for a blue check
2: mark. Exactly. I was going to say it seems like the blue check mark thing really is about pushing the people who who have the verification to the top of the algorithm and the people like us who don't have it will be, you know, at the bottom. <laughs> so, have you thought about it? Did you cross your mind?
1: You're like, no, eh, maybe nah. I'm pretty, you know, I'm, a, I'm 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 at I'm a I'm at home with Peanut. I'm I'm Sham. I I, do, I deserve a blue check mark. No, no,
2: no! I never, i no, I never had. It. I'm just kind of like, fuck that guy. He's not getting my money. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not getting my money. <laughs> my ego almost had me do
1: it because sure. I've tried a couple times to get the original good one, uh, mm-hmm. and my ego almost had me. But I was like, I think if an eight dollars statement shows up on my credit card, my wife goes, "What the hell are you paying for?" And I say a blue check mark. She's gonna be like, "All right." Uh, I'm going to get the divorce papers. Uh, Like, I think (laughs) it's like, it would come to that at that point.
2: It's time. It's time now. (laughs)
1: It's time. This was, I've been waiting for a reason and trying to pay $8 for a blue check mark is enough. Um, Okay. We're, Oh, look, we've talked, we've talked politics. Check, talk we talk pop culture, check. The only thing I'm missing from my show is parenting. So let's dive into that. Um because you and I, when I said to you, I'm like, hey, what do you want to talk about? I got these two topics everything you want to talk about. You're like, Yeah, uh, my kids are sick all of the time now because they went back to school this year. <laughs> and I'm the same way. My so I in the last since September, we've had COVID. We didn't have COVID for the first two years, the first two years of uh the COVID restrictions, all that stuff. We got COVID since he went to school. Uh, strep throat is now like it's just a, a constant flu, streams of bodily fluid from the nose and mouth. Uh, how are you handling that?
2: Yeah, we haven't we haven't had COVID yet. Seriously? It's uh, yeah, it's my it's my oldest is the only one in school right now because my youngest one he's he does not start till next year uh, kindergarten. I, I so my the si-
1: same age. I'm six and three, seven and three now.
2: Yeah, mine mine are uh, seven and five, so. Okay. Yeah so, yeah, so the oldest season, um, first grade, and yeah, the first, I think it was like the first week he got sick. And then we're like, oh, here we go. Here this yeah. is the start, right? And then I think it was two weeks after that, I'm pretty sure he's been sick about four. No, actually, he's sick now. He's, he's got like a sore throat now. <laughs> Something like that, like five times since, since the school year started. And, um, you know we have tested them with an at-home test I think about 3 times luckily uh, nothing came back positive but the selfish jerk has used up all our home at-home tests now
1: <laughs> are they giving them away in your area like do you, can you just go to like can you get them for free
2: well uh, my my wife she works for the li- the library system so she was able to get some through the county um okay. they had some there but we still have some um, locations set up where you can just drive up and get the covid testing done um, oh, around, nice. yeah, different spots in the community. It's not not as frequent as, or not as not as much as that has been. But a few different spots are here and there around the county. But yeah, he he's been sick, man, and and there's been he's been telling me stories about kids who like one kid just threw up in the classroom, one kid just threw up in the cafeteria, and I'm just like, what the hell, man? It's like, like <laughs> ridiculous. So,
1: something I'm I am i have learned recently is um. And don't take this for medical advice. Nobody listening to me should take me as a doctor. I'm telling you from my personal experience. Um, my son, same thing. He had, now, we had COVID a while ago. Um, the second week of September. And occasionally now, he'll just throw up. And it's not like, it's just like bile. It's not like, like his lunch. It's just he throws up bile. And a doctor has said, we think it might be a long-term... Effective COVID, where it's like just an upset stomach because it, it's been happening more and more with more kids, but they can't say, like, oh, the kid has the flu or the kid has whatever. It's like, we don't really know why they're throwing up randomly. So
2: that's terrible. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, I man. It's awful. I was, okay. He's I, fine. That's true. Fine. Kids, kids, can handle, kids can handle pretty well throwing up. Like,
1: oh, I get a freezy now. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I love a freeze. <laughs> I love one. Um, I have a, a question regarding um, like uh, Tylenol and stuff like that in your neck of the woods. So in, in Canada right now, in Ontario in particular, um, children's Tylenol, children's Advil, children's uh, Robitussin, all that stuff. It's gone. Like we're having a supply shortage. Can't find it. It's not on the shelves. Oh, wow. Like Like we're having to ship it in from other countries now. For some reason, the demand in Canada is through the roof right now. And we can't keep it on the shelves in Ontario. And of course, when you go into a store and you see some children's Tylenol, you don't take one bottle, right? No, you, <laughs> you take yeah. all of them. Um, yeah. So, is that something that is happening in your neck of the woods as well, or is this a Ontario thing?
2: I haven't noticed it here. Yeah, I haven't noticed it here. We've we stocked up uh, yeah. earlier this year, uh, you know, when it's a bit on sale and everything, because just just to be you know ahead of the of game. Um, but yeah, I haven't noticed that issue here in the in the grocery like, store. It's like I mean. front page of
1: news around here, um, and to the point where I have friends who have gone to Buffalo, and Buffalo the the Buffalo pharmacies are like the Canadians keep coming across the border and and clearing us out because, like they it's just so in demand. So that's crazy. something we're struggling with here. It's nuts. It's horrible because you think you know your kids are sick. You want you want to take care of them, um, right? Yeah. Even yesterday when uh, my son was diagnosed with. Um, strep throat, the The doctor had to change his prescription three times because what they were prescribing was not in stock. The pharmacy eventually reached out and said, look, I have these available. Are one of these suitable for strep throat? And the doctor went, yeah, do that one or whatever. But it was like an all-day event to try and find a medication that would suit him uh, for strep throat. So it's horrible. Um, not indicative of our, our generally our health system, but it's, uh, it's not great right now. <laughs>
2: yeah but yeah like you said, it's like you just want to make sure your kids are okay that's, that's yeah that's discouraging, but yeah, for my youngest he um surprisingly he's like he barely gets sick, and he's like me he, he doesn't his brothers they stay in the same room, and yeah, I think he's gotten sick like once since his brother's been sick this entire time it's, are you asking
1: know. your oldest to wear a mask in class?
2: Yeah, yeah, he wears a mask. And the only time he doesn't wear it is when he eats in the cafeteria. And I gave him, like, this little bottle of sanitizer to keep in his in his pocket. Because the, the craziest thing to me is that they have all these signs in the cafeteria about washing your hands. And that's all they have been promoting, right, is wash your hands since the pandemic happened. So I asked him one day, you know, when he first started school, do they encourage you guys to wash your hands before you go eat? that's, like, the most important time to do it. He's like, no. I'm like, do they have sanitizers in the classroom? No. I'm like, what? then what the fuck is the point of uh, everything that we've been doing these last few years like what i you know it, it makes sense that they're this disorganized but at the same time it's maddening i mean i get it this is how this is how society got to this point but it's like come on man these are kids <laughs> do a better job with them uh, they have a, they have a sanitizer um i went to a school meeting one time and they have a little you know uh, Sanitizer machine, like the automated ones you can stick your hand under in, in the cafeteria. I'm like, why don't you just do that? You know, did they let you guys use that. He said, no. So I'm like, okay, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'll just give you your own.
1: <laughs> we did the same thing, literally identical. Okay. Use hand sanitizer in the lunchbox. Here's a mask. Wear it, please, as much as you possibly can, except for on recessed or whatever. Um, but uh, it's horrible. It's horrible. It is. It is. It's a good place to end it. Uh, his name is Sham. We're going to end it on, it's horrible. Um, it's horrible. <laughs> All horrible. It's all shit. Uh, his name is Sham. He is at home with Peanut. Give him a follow on Twitter uh, for as long as Twitter's around because you never know. It might even be gone by the time this airs. Um, hopefully it's not. Sham, I appreciate your time today, buddy.
2: Yeah, of course, my Anytime, Joe.
1: Appreciate you, too. That's it. It's the interview conversation with sham at home with peanut again my thanks to sham for being my guinea pig let's be honest I picked someone I knew uh, and am friends with because I wasn't sure how this was going to go in this environment I wasn't sure how the internet speeds would hold up I wasn't sure how the settings would go Uh, so I picked someone that I knew I could dick around with a bit if I needed to be uh, a bit of an asshole and truth be told that was actually our second two and a half times it took for us to record that session. So uh, I'm glad we were able to get it figured out and record one for you. So you don't just hear my voice. I like to do the interview. The interviews are my favorite part of this show. Um, and uh, I don't mind doing just Joe shows, but I prefer doing interviews. So uh, thanks again to him. While we're at it, why don't I thank Dean DeanBlundell.com, home of Canada's number one podcast network, including yours truly. My centering is off on that image, driving me crazy. Anyways, uh, Dean Blundell's podcast is available Monday to Friday, 3-ish. He's tightened it up. It's about an hour and a half now. It's a really great show. Also want to thank MomCaveTV, MomCaveTV TV.com. Home of humorous mom stuff. And yours truly. Uh, I had my first post last month. The second post is all queued up and ready to go. They're just waiting to give me the go ahead. Uh, and there's also talk of them adding my videos, Moi, my videos, to Mom Cave TV, which is available on app stores everywhere. So, um, making moves, baby. Uh, finally, I've got merch. I've got merch. It's available. I think it's a requirement as a podcaster to have merch. I have merch. Zero Days Without a Dad Joke. World's Okayest Dad. Raised by Homer, Peter, Stan, and Bob. And, of course, That Nerd Dad. All available in a variety of colors and sizes. Uh, that's it for this week. We'll see who I get for next week. I've got a, 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 I have got think we've got a special guest lined up. Not that Sham wasn't special. But I think I've got a special guest lined up for next week. Um, but who the hell knows. As you know, this is a fickle business. It's not really a business yet. I don't make a lot of money. I don't make any money. It's a fickle hobby. <laughs> and, and you yeah, know, life gets in the way. So, anyways, uh, I digress and we'll say be well, be safe, and we'll talk next
0: week. Thanks for listening. Damn. Do. Did